Welcome back to the No Clue Podcast, episode 142. We are back. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Mike. I'm Tyler. Welcome. Welcome back. Uh, the draft happened. Right. NFL draft. Uh, no surprises at number one, but... Um, it was a, surpri- a lot of surprises from then on out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, what was your biggest surprise um i would say mac jones falling as far as he did Mm, yeah he Uh, had a lot of hype yeah and you know he had a great year pretty much Mm -hmm. as good of a year as any of the other quarterbacks right yeah uh so it was interesting kind of how he seemed to be in the top tier of the quarterbacks coming in all from all the previews and stuff yeah and then he slips and to who of all people? <laughs> of Bill <course>. Belichick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because they just did a ton in free agency. Mm-hmm. So now that the quarterback fell to them, even if he's not the best pick of this draft, yeah, they have a solid team to build around him. Yeah, and they have a lot of the guys back who opted out last year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it was like... <clears throat> Eight or nine guys that opted out, and, and it works well with Cam there because Cam can give them another year or two uh, mm-hmm. for him to kind of settle into it. So, yeah, I, I just I can't believe they got that lucky, honestly. Yeah, and it's also nice having Cam and him because it's two completely different play styles. So I think you know, knowing Bill Bill Belichick, he may find a way to. Um, you know, he can go into games with different game plans, you know? Yeah, especially running the ball. Right. I think they could they could kind of use Cam in that, uh, like, Taysom Hill role every now and then. Yes, yes. Uh, and I think they could do magic with that. Yep, yep. <clears throat> okay, and what's your favorite, any favorite picks? Um, I, I like, I like Kyle Pitts to Atlanta. Me too. Me too. That was uh, my first favorite. Because it's um, weird. Everybody's like giving up on Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he's bad enough to give up on. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so if you're if you were stuck with him for however long, it makes sense to give him a couple more weapons to see if maybe we could get back to his glory days at some point. Yeah. 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 What about you though? Any other uh, big surprises for you? Uh, <laughs> I thought um, the the Justin Fields trade. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, surprises? Nah, not not really. I guess I was surprised that Pitts went to Atlanta, but I didn't think he was going to be that early. Right. That's that's it. Because I'm. When I say that, I'm not surprised Atlanta got him. I am surprised he went that early. Just because people weren't talking about him going that early. Right. But I'm not surprised that... <laughs> you know, I'm surprised that I'm not. Because he should have been that early. It's just... It's tough because if he had gotten picked two, like a pick or two later, he would have gone yeah. to like a perfect fit. You don't think uh, he's a perfect fit for Atlanta? Well, he's a good fit in Atlanta, but like... Their defense is awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he doesn't really fix that. But the Bengals are a little bit more structured on both sides. And Burrow coming back, like, that would have been a great pickup for them. 
Yeah. Same thing with Miami trying to go all in on Tua. This would have been a good pickup, I think. Yeah. And again, Miami's like better built all around than, you know, both, honestly, both of the other teams. Mm hmm. And that's where they thought he was going to go to Miami. They thought he was going to stay in Florida. Yeah. Uh, my favorite pick, though, um, Devontae Smith to Philly. I love it. I love that. Yeah. I'm excited. I was surprised he he was like the third or fourth receiver. Fourth, I think. Uh, no, third. He was the third, third receiver. Yeah. Third receiver, yeah. It's just like I didn't Jamar Chase. I understand. Mm-hmm. Waddle, I didn't think was like a better pick than Smith. Not me either. So that that, that surprised me. Yeah, yeah, it was surprising. Um, and Chase, you know. LSU, he's going to play with Burrow. That makes, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone else, I I was surprised. Uh, Sertain went to Denver. I didn't think he was going to go. Um, I guess I, it's not that I didn't think he was going to go that high. I thought he was going to go over Horn. That's what. That's what it was. Yeah, I saw he was kind of a surprise pick, Horn. Yeah. It's interesting. Like, Denver's a team that really could use a Mac Jones. Yeah. So, that is, it's crazy because cornerbacks, like, normally defensively, they're pretty strong. Yeah. I, I didn't get that either. Like, why are they getting another? I thought Fields was going there for sure when the pick came up. I'm like, oh, they got to get Fields. I'm so happy for Fields. Yeah, man. I talked about it on here before. I think Chicago needed a Showtime quarterback, and Justin Fields can be that. He has a lot of uh, Russell Wilson in him to me. Um, I think he could be really, really special there. Uh, What do you think about um, Pittsburgh getting Harris, Najee Harris? Good pick? I mean, yeah. Pittsburgh is weird. Everybody was talking about them getting a uh, running back. Um, so, they got that. It's interesting, like, it's are they going to protect him? You know, are they going to open up room for him? Uh, is not. Or is Ben's arm going to fall off three weeks into the season and they can't <laughs> throw more than, you know, 15 yards? Yeah. You no. can't run if you're not going to throw the ball deep. Right. I don't care how good he is. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, let's see what else. What else? I got nothing on uh, Zach Wilson or Trey Lance. Didn't Not really, me. didn't really see him. So Trey Lance was a surprise that he went that early. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all these guys are interchangeable at some point. Yeah, yeah. As far as the talent goes, other than Lawrence, obviously. Right. I I like Lance to San Francisco because I like him. He's really explosive. So I think he could add something to them, um, but I don't know. I don't know how they they're gonna use him, really. Yeah, uh, he hasn't played much either. Right, he hasn't. He hasn't. But the potential, he could be special there too because he would be a big change to their offense if they yeah. commit to him. They're gonna have to change their offense a lot, and I think it would be better if they did. Um, again, only based on his potential. And I like the coaching in San Francisco. That's a real uh, benefit he has over Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. You know, 
The situation yeah. is much, much more set up for him to succeed. Yeah. Like yeah. Zach Wilson and the Jets are set on him, but they're they're not going to do him a lot of favors. We know that. Right. So Zach Wilson has to be better than every other quarterback for the Jets to turn things around. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, you got anything else on it? Any uh, any questions? Nothing? Just No, not really. All right. Moving on. NBA, where are we starting? Lakers? Yeah, we got to talk Lakers first. They lost Oof. six of the last seven. Man. <clears throat> LeBron was there for how many of them? Just the last three, right? two. The last, oh, last two, two games. Last two, last two, okay. And he's not playing tonight, and they're playing Denver, so that's another loss. Uh, Denver, by the way, and we'll talk about them. They're nine and one without Murray. Yeah, signed Austin Rivers for the rest of the season, and Rivers really hasn't been doing that much. No, he but, just kind of uh, comes in to add size. Yeah, but as far as the Lakers go, man, I, I don't understand. And I talk about this with other teams. With Jimmy Butler is the prime example that comes to mind. Uh huh. You, you don't get to dictate like how the team needs to have a sense of desperation. When you're slacking out there, okay. And at me. least, and at least with Butler, to his credit, and we, you've said this, like he blends into the game. Yeah. Where it's like he's just running like a coach among players out there, mm-hmm. and he's like playing, he's competing, he's not like shorting you on effort. Right. What the the Lakers are just fucking lazy. <laughs> I've watched. Yeah. I've watched four of their last loss. One of their six losses. Four of their mm-hmm. six losses. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis has not sprinted back on defense one time. Oh yeah, yeah. Not one time. Nope. They can't feed him in the post. He doesn't get back. He doesn't get mm-hmm. a foul call. He doesn't get back. He yep. stumbles over his own feet. He doesn't get back. He missed yep. an offensive rebound. He doesn't get back. Like, how do you do that every night? And then come to the post-game interview like, we need to have a sense of desperation. (laughs) Right. And that's one thing that separates a lot of the great players. And we talk about this a lot, but it's the greatest players ever always talked about what they could do more. Because, like, really, if Anthony Davis has a sense of desperation, no one else needs one. Exactly. (laughs) It really... No one else really even needs to play if he is desperate. Like it's just it's just that easy. And Drummond is gonna give you what he gives you every night. I mean, he's one of the most consistent players in the league, you know, his whole career. So all you have to do is show up, Anthony Davis. Everyone else is falling the line. They were if you notice they were starting to pick it up. Anthony mm-hmm. Davis came back in the lineup and it's been a disaster. Yes. He's, dude, he's been unbelievably selfish. Like, he constantly, they'll move the ball for a couple plays, and he'll say, no, forget that. I'm going to just feed me in the post. I'm not going to pass out of a double team for no reason, and we're going to turn it over. Yep. It, it makes yep. no sense. And, like, everybody else is falling into that laziness. Like, Kuzma doesn't hustle as much. Caruso yep. thinks he's out there to, like, be a spot-up shooter now. Like, yeah, he gets what is in the going corner. On? When AD has the ball, he's like waiting in the corner, ready shoot. 
position. Yeah. yeah. It's so crazy. And LeBron, and the reason why I watched these last two games is I wanted to see if LeBron could fix it. Mm-hmm. LeBron, LeBron doesn't even care to. No, doesn't look like it. Doesn't not at all. He's doing the same AD thing. He doesn't get a foul. He's not hustling. He guesses wrong on defense. We give up a wide open layup. Yep. And it, it's so frustrating. And one thing with the with the good players, and when we talk about people being selfish or unselfish, we're talking relative to what they have, right? So like there's a time where LeBron should be selfish. Like I saw it in the game, in the last game, two straight possessions, they were starting a break and LeBron gave it to Caruso. Why? Thank you. What, what is Caruso gonna do with the ball three Thank you. And that's that's a time where LeBron needs to be selfish. Just go, take it. Caruso, you know, cut. That's what Caruso does nice, cut and get dunks. But LeBron was playing off the ball a lot the last couple games. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but more than he should have been. Um, AD, like you said, he was just kind of just clogging up space at times. Yes, all the time. And, and they act like Drummond can't get the ball unless it's off a rebound. Uh, AD will get doubled, and he won't see Drummond in there. He won't see um, the opposite wing. and He just takes a tough shot, and they look like they're mad that Drummond doesn't get it, doesn't get his 17th rebound off all their bad shots. Exactly. Like, he's working all night, but you can't make it harder on him. It's just like, and AD wants to settle for all these shots and hooks. Like, get to the line. Another thing they do that's kind of weird, and this is what they've done uh, basically since LeBron is there. They'll like showcase a player a couple games, let them go crazy just so like the league can see that they're good, and then they just stop using them. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we have that tool. Like, <laughs> it's like they just brandish their weapon, but they just put it back. Say, I'm just letting you know that I have a gun. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not going to use it. Like, it's all good. But just know I do have Ben McLemore back there. I have Taylor <laughs> yes. Horton Tuckett back there. Uh, Tucker, but I'm not, you know, they it's had so, their 30 point game. And that's it. It's just, it's crazy to me that like Montres Harrell is the only one playing with energy out there. These, especially these last two games. <laughs> yeah. And like, I understand that's his job, but he can't be carrying that. Right. Like Caruso, why do you, why are you frustrated over everything? Like <laughs> you don't, you Okay, you're not making every shot. You don't make every shot ever. <laughs> everybody like everybody has this weird sense of entitlement to complain. <laughs> it's so crazy. Why is he frustrated over everything? <laughs> Kuzma's the same way, bro. Kuzma like Kuzma's mad when they don't get stops. Kuzma's yeah. mad when he don't get the like the open shot or he like took an extra dribble, and somebody honest, got mad at him. I'm be honest, Kuzma should not be doing post game interviews. Like he hasn't earned he hasn't earned post game exactly. interviews in my opinion. And they're talking to him, and he's talking about, yeah, man, it sucks to lose uh, six games, but you know we just gotta uh, work harder and bounce back. Like, dude, 
look at where you are in the standings. It's a lot more than that. You lose three games and you do that. You work harder and bounce back. Six games, you have to make a serious change. And yeah. I, like, I, I'm gonna catch some of the game tonight just because I want to see like if they actually care or not. Mm-hmm. But they look perfectly fine settling into the playing tournament. <laughs> it's weird that LeBron is so upset by it because everything they did this weekend was to get make sure they get in the play-in. They can lose the play-in. For sure. <laughs> For sure. Dan Schroeder is about to miss another week. Uh, if Schroeder, it, there's no consistency with any of their lineups. If they play Portland first, if they lose that, and they play the Warriors, <laughs> they're out of here. I think they're out of here. I think uh, they could beat the Warriors, but I think if they play like San Antonio second, they're, they're out. They can beat the Warriors, but you think Steph is going to go out that last game with a bad game? Last game of the season? I would say yes, because, you know, I would trust the Lakers' defense. But after without watching Schroeder? what. Uh, yeah, with, even without Schroeder. Okay. But after watching what Kyle Lowry did yesterday, I mean, <laughs> you letting Lowry get off wide open threes like he's three. He was like three for three, four for four at one point. Like, yeah, maybe we should close out. Yeah, and I mean, we've been talking about how bad Siakam has been all season, and they let oh, him. Siakam was looking like MJ hitting Larry Bird with the through the legs. Yeah, just he was back to all star level. Yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're bad, man. They they don't look good. And hopefully LeBron can really... If LeBron is still playing hurt, which I... It doesn't look like it. Yeah, I was going to say, I cautious, I'm cautious to believe. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Because if he's really hurt... Like, bad enough that he can't manage to play three straight games. I don't know how he's going to, you know, just all of a sudden be good next week. Or two weeks when the um, and, playing games not They're getting swept by in everybody in the West if LeBron misses two games. Oh, yeah. If LeBron misses two of the first four games, they're getting swept against every matchup. Yeah. They can't, they can't win two games on anybody without LeBron. Yeah. Yeah. But this is like, you remember Cleveland the year uh, Kyrie left and they got like Isaiah Thomas and Dwayne Wade, that whole messy year. Yeah. This is what it looks like. And (laughs) it looked like a disaster going into the playoffs, I remember that year. Mm -hmm. And then LeBron just like took control of everything. And just dropped half the team. Right, and he, like, everybody was very specific in what they did. There was no, like, versatility or, like, different styles of play going on. It was just, we're going through LeBron, and, like, we'll we'll let Kevin Love get a few touches. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, they need to li- limit AD's minutes right now. Limit his minutes? Limit his minutes. I'm not talking about nothing like, fif- not 15, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. But, like... Shorten his his playing stretches by about a minute at every stretch. 
Okay. Because he just he gets gassed, and like nobody cares just because he's a mismatch. Right. So I, I don't understand why they're like stressing him to get back to playing full starter minutes when he doesn't have to. Right. I got you. All right. Uh, where else you? Who else you want to talk about? You said you want to talk about somebody. Uh, I will say this isn't a long point, but uh, Luka Doncic just threw the the Mavericks playoff chances away. Why? Fifteen technicals. He's you know, he's getting suspended. One more and he'll get suspended. He won't get. He only has what? How many games do they have? A couple, but he'll if he misses a playoff game, they're losing that series. Losing the whole series for one game? Absolutely. <laughs> Are they beating... If they... Let's say he misses game two of a Portland series. Will they beat Portland in your eyes? No. Yeah. Porzingis I, has not been great. If he misses a home game, they're definitely not going to... They'll definitely lose to Portland. Because they're not going to beat Portland in Portland. I don't know, man. I, I, f- I feel like he's been... Like excessively arguing with officials a lot of the time. Yes, he thinks he's, he's got a superstar that, already. And he's got that hardened thing of like his drives are often dependent on foul calls. Yeah, they are. And that that hurts in the playoffs. Yep. Yep. Well, we'll see. Hopefully, he can keep his composure because I want to see him in the playoffs. But honestly, I. I don't want to see them get far because I don't think they can. I don't think they can win the come out the West at all. So I, it's almost like I don't even want to bother them getting there if they already don't think they can win. Yeah, but, a lot of things would have to fall into place for them. Yeah, and I don't see that happening. Right. Uh, there's someone I want to talk about. What's Charlotte's chances in the East? Honestly. Full strength. Can they'll, they beat they'll somebody? Definitely, they'll definitely win the plan. Can they beat somebody in the in a seven game series? I think I I'll give you a hot take. They'll take Brooklyn seven. They'll take Brooklyn to seven games? Yeah, they'll probably lose. Uh huh. But they'll definitely take Brooklyn to seven games. I kinda hope. I kind of hope Miami or Boston gets. Uh, Miami's schedule is easy, so they're they're pretty likely to get in. Yeah, but <laughs> they lose some easy games. They do. You're right. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a good point. It and the thing is, in the play-in, if they lose the first one and win the next one, they get the eighth seed, right? Yep. So then they could play. They could play Brooklyn. If Boston passes them and they play the Hornets first, they may lose that. Dude, Boston, speaking of Boston, they had a disaster Saturday night. <laughs> I, again, right. I, you know, they they really can't guard anybody. I know. A lot of these teams, like, I cannot believe your defense has regressed throughout this entire season and they get rid of the IQ big. Yep. Like, that's so bizarre to me. And Tice is giving Chicago great minutes. He is. He's on a lot of highlights for Chicago. It's just, it's crazy to me that 
They they weren't guarding Portland at all, and it was working because you know Tatum was cooking. Uh, they had some of the role players were making shots. Yeah, and then at Fournier the end, looked really good that night, though. Yeah, and he's he's starting to settle into a playmaker pretty well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they it was like a weird hustle situation where Brown and Tatum bumped into each other. Yeah, that was that was weird. Yeah, man. Like I've and they seen, both had to leave the game. I've seen that happen, but it's it's very rare that happens with two players on the same team. Yeah. <clears throat> so two that good was, players at that. Yeah, yeah. And if if e- either of them misses significant time, like possibly the play-in or the rest of the games leading up to the play-in. Yeah. I I don't think we're gonna see Boston in the playoffs. If Boston doesn't been, make the playoffs, are are you on the Brad Stevens has to go train? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't. I can't excuse that. Yeah, that's that's bad. I still, but I don't. I still don't understand why Neesmith is getting twenty minutes. Kemba's been out. I know, but was Jabari Parker not there? Not in the Portland game. I didn't see him. No, I mean, was he, like, dressed out? I mean, he doesn't even play Grant Williams anymore. I I don't remember seeing him, either of them. So, it, like, I get it. Neesmith really isn't a point guard. He's a guard, <coughs> but they have, you know, he started four guards. So, I, I don't like, know. I like Pritchard, but he can't be out there guarding starters for 25 minutes. I know. That's just that's not gonna work. Like you're not getting away with that, right? So. And then um, he's still kind of weird with Robert Williams' minutes, or his at least his touches. Um, it's just the I don't know anymore. <laughs> like I don't get why he still experiments with the depth lineup so much. Every game is like a different rotation, completely different. I don't know um, why he doesn't just taunt Thibodeau it, you know? Just max out everybody's minutes, who you trust, yeah, and sneak guys in there just to hustle. Yeah, because the thing is, if you have one of those guys in with the four, you know, solid rotation pieces, it's cool. Like, you could have Neesmith in there if if uh, Smart, Brown, Fournier, and Thompson are out there. But you can't have Neesmith, Pritchard, and Romeo Langford in there for 10 minutes of the game at the same time. Yeah, no. You're not getting away. Like, you're right. You're, just, you're not getting away with those kinds of lineups. Right. And the thing Especially is... with how bad the defense has been all around. And also, you can't go small. You can't go, you know, Brown or Robert Williams as, like, the four and five, and then Pritchard guarding... Like Westbrook or somebody. Somebody that's going to the basket every time. Because then they get exposed and they have to collapse and then kick out. And, like, I always have this picture, uh, this clip in my mind of Tatum turning around and running out to close out on somebody. Them swinging it and him trying to get over there and them swinging it back. And Brown getting there. They, they get, they lose a step on defense a lot. Like, they let the offense get a step past them. Yeah, you know, and they have to recover a lot of times on defense. Yep, and because and, uh, their bigs don't have IQ, like you can't catch up. 
Exactly. Like Tice, Tice is a smart player. He'll still make plays in those kinds of instances. Right. Tristan Thompson is useless when that happens. Yep. And Robert Williams is a really good shot blocker, but he's not a switch switching big. No, no. And Tice was a very good switching big. I mean, not that he was like locking guards up, but he's someone that okay, we we got the switch. I'm cool with Tice being there. If Tice gets exposed, he just gets exposed. He'll hack. That's fine. Or he'll and go they for used to let him get exposed. Yeah, and, and but that's better to me than getting completely blown by. If someone breaks him down and breaks his ankles, that's just what happens. Right. So, yeah, man. Boston looks, Boston looks bad right now, man. And and what's crazy is like Charlotte is emerging. Yeah. New Charlotte York, New York is emerging. Four C, let's get it. Yeah. Like Indiana is starting to play much better. Yeah, yeah. Washington uh, is coming. Washington is fighting to sneak in there. Washington can beat Charlotte in the playing game. DC could beat any of the playing teams, and they could also lose to any of them. They can't. They won't lose to the Pacers in the playing game. Dude, knowing DC, anything is possible. I promise you. <laughs> they better keep their spot. <clears throat> Chicago and Toronto. I mean, they could surge, especially when Levine is healthy. I think he's coming back this week, right? Yeah, Chicago's the big threat. I don't think what we saw from Toronto was definitely a fluke over yesterday. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got in the league. Denver, man. Yeah, picking it up. Thriving, and the reason I'm confident in it mm-hmm. is their all of their adjustments in games. Have been like what you would expect if Murray was out. Mm, explain that. So, so Murray goes out. Porter Jr. steps up immediately. Mm-hmm. More touches, more shots. He's mm-hmm. involved in the offense a lot more. And he's proved that if you give him more touches, he's gonna give you more production. Yes, he's efficient. And and Jokic to me, like especially with this nine and one run, there's no mm-hmm. question he's the MVP. Okay. No question. He didn't miss. Has he missed a game? Uh, not that I know of. And he he creates, like, he's the to- a top-tier mismatch that just, like, allows his team to play well. Yep. And the reason I wanted to talk about the Saturday game specifically is now we have a good example. You know, we have a good amount of games having seen the Clippers against the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. They can't guard uh, Jokic. Can't nope. guard Jamal Murray. No. Nope. Can't guard Porter Jr. Right. And the way they can't guard and the way they like like give up trying to guard Jokic mm-hmm. allows Denver to thrive all around. It does, yeah. I mean, Compazzo is sneaking in minutes and giving them production. He is. It's it's so crazy. He's out there just running around like like damn Pablo Prigioni. He out hustles everybody. Exactly, and he's yeah. like, <clears throat> all their role players have stepped up in exactly the right way. Mm-hmm. And it just it looks natural. They everybody feeds off of Jokic. Uh, Rivers is gonna fit right in because he's just gonna play off Jokic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really think there's a number of teams who should be very afraid of Denver. 
Yeah, I think everyone Clip- based off last year, you know, they're ready. Yeah, right. I mean, Clippers being the big one. I I really don't think the Clippers could beat him more than once. As soon as Kawhi comes back, they look trash again immediately. Paul George looks in playoff mode. Taking hella shots, not getting free throws. Yeah, yeah. But he like he Jokic gets these is weird just... opportunity opportunity shots instead of you know getting yeah. a chance to get buckets. Yeah, when Kawhi comes. But it's just crazy because again, a lot of their offensive problems are they overcome them at times. Yep. But you you like you just can't guard Jokic. Right. You have no individual answer for him. Okay, most teams don't. Mm-hmm. You don't even know how to double him. Nope. I mean, you doubling him, everybody on the court in a Denver jersey is getting open shots. And the Clippers of all teams should be able to double someone and not let them get shots. Yeah. With Kawhi's length, with Paul yes. George's length, with Batum's length, you should be, both those, all three of those guys can guard two people at once, length-wise. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just crazy because they, I mean, from the, it's like they haven't learned from the playoffs at all. But, you know, I see no communication on that team still. None. It's like they still don't practice. They might not. I'm not. Kawhi already setting it up. I've been playing through the injury. Oh, have you now? You're right. He is setting that up. Have you noticed that uh, Patrick Beverly gets hurt every year at the exact same time. I didn't know it was the exact same time. <laughs> Last year he he missed uh, pretty much the whole bubble, which was this That's time. Right. That's right. Um and the year before that he got hurt right before the playoffs. Cuz remember yeah. um uh well, that was the year uh what? That was the year Harden and Westbrook were together. The first year I think so. No, no. I guess it was PG and, and Russ. Yeah, he missed that year because the Clippers were fighting to see if they were even going to make the playoffs. They barely made it. And he had to come yeah, back yeah, yeah. because he missed the first game against... Um, dang, who did they play that first round? Was it the Warriors? I want to say it was. Because I think he missed the first game and Steph went crazy and then they were like, oh, Beverly's back. Lou... You know, Lou had to play really hard the first game. Yeah, he misses the same time every single year, dude. I never noticed because I just don't care about him because he doesn't impact the game that much. I don't. I didn't notice until these last few games. Like, man, when is Beverly coming back? He missed the same time last year. He's been like, out you know for what? a while. Yeah, he has. Yeah, and he'd just be over there chilling every time. And he's going to screw up crutches or anything. Nah, yeah. He's hyped. He's he's healthy enough to celebrate like every which way. Yeah, remember when Dane missed those free throws? He was celebrating <laughs> yeah. that. And like Yeah, yeah. So, it's it's just funny cuz he'll come back and uh, when you rely on a guy who's that like who gives you that little impact and you yeah. like force him back into your rotation every time he comes back. Yeah. That throws off your depth. It does. Like, like Kendrick Nunn gets hurt. Miami isn't just, like, shoving him in the starting lineup as soon as he returns. Right. And Beverly does not show that he's enough of a player to just, like, come back off two months and start. I know, especially what Reggie Jackson does for them 
I mean, yes. And now with Rondo there, I really don't want to see Beverly on the court. Yeah. He's gonna be though. <laughs> Reggie Jackson's gonna be right back in the shadows. And, and they're gonna get worked by whatever guard they're facing that round. Yeah. And the thing is, Patrick Beverly is competitive on defense, but he does nothing to pressure the other guard on the other end. And Reggie Jackson, although he's not like a premier point guard, he's competitive. Like Reggie Jackson will play one on one with a guard the whole game. He's a, yeah, he's a real threat. He is. He is. If someone comes at him, he he'll come right back at you. I mean, he may not give you a bucket, but he's gonna keep you on your toes. Beverly just passes it and just starts running, you know, cutting and missing threes. So we'll see what Ty Lue does there. But uh, I, I just I'm very concerned with how they guard star players. Yeah, like it's not even a secret that they can't guard Jokic. Right. I mean, they can't guard Luka Doncic. We know that. They can't guard Devin Booker. We know that. Yeah. I mean, that's like half the West right there. I don't think they can guard Dame and CJ either. I mean, for, for all we know, DeRozan's going to expose them in the playoffs. He probably will. I mean, they're. I don't know what their seating is going to look like. You know he's going to get De- someone in foul trouble. Right. Yeah. But, like, Denver just moved past them in the standings off that Saturday game. Right. And it's- if they play the fifth seed i'm not sure is that dallas or right now it's dallas yeah it's phoenix utah denver la dallas portland la memphis i'm right not now. sold that they are they're beating dallas mm. I, I think dallas plays better as a team so i think dallas definitely has a good shot definitely I mean, we saw what Luca did to Reggie and Beverly last year. And Paul George, Paul George and Kawhi, like, they take him too late. Yeah, remember last year Paul George was playing him, playing perfect defense. Luca hits one tough shot, and then Paul George abandons the good defense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have to do, like, everything in my power to stop him, not just play good D. Yeah, he did. He forced him left. Perfect. Luca did a step back. Paul George was there. It was just in his eye. It was just a tough shot. And then Paul George all of a sudden started shading the other way. And then Luca was getting layups and switches. So yeah, I'm just you know again you can't guard star players. That's gonna open up Trey Burke to get twenty pieces again. Just like last year, like if Hard- if y'all let Hardaway Jr. get going, which you will give him a chance, because yeah. you're not gonna guard him a lot of the time, I'm sure. And Luca's gonna get kickouts, kick all night, and they're sending them home six games. And Porzingis didn't even play last year against exactly. Them. And Porzingis is like taking a step back because he can't really carry this second option role, right? Which I think they could handle just fine. I do too. Yeah, I hope Porzingis gets a chance to be who he can be eventually in his career. But I like, I like how he is on Dallas right now. And I think they'll feed him a lot more in the playoffs. Probably, they should. I th- they won't have a choice. I think with like you know how defenses will significantly pick up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? What else were we talking about the other day? 
Did we talk about Memphis last podcast? Uh, I feel like I mentioned Morant at some point. Okay, okay. okay. Maybe not last episode, episode before. I'm not sure. I actually haven't seen San Antonio play this whole season. It's been a minute. I, I, I watched them, I think, in 2020 last time. Yeah. DeRozan, dude. DeRozan, if, if their seating was better, he'd be an MVP candidate for sure. Yeah. I just I do not know why they won't get him some help. Some bench help, some big man help. Their, yeah, their depth is very fake. It is. Their guard and depth the, is fire, but after that, no forwards, bad. no centers, you know. Keldon Johnson can't, can't, like, Keldon Johnson and Rudy Gay aren't carrying your forwards through the playoffs. Exactly. They're good, but you need at least one or two guys to help them out. We at least need one other player that actually plays power forward on the team. <laughs> I I just I wonder because all season they've overcome that. Mm-hmm. I wonder if in the playoffs they could find a really good balance between their guards. Because mm-hmm. I think if if there's a scenario where they do that, they could be a serious threat to most of the Western teams. I think so too. I there, I said on here I think last year they have the best guard depth maybe in the league. Yeah. They're up just, there for sure. They just go so deep, and every guard just can get straight buckets. They have like four guards capable of getting thirty. If yeah, and they compete them. on both ends. Yeah. Uh, again, it's crazy that DeRozan has come in and had such good chemistry with all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's and he's a good leader. He's he didn't get enough credit for you know his <clears throat> chemistry and his leadership in Toronto. But you know, also Popovich obviously has a big part of that. So yeah, yep. Uh, I don't think I have anything else as far as the league goes. Yeah, I mean, we got like what two, three weeks till the play-in. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I can't wait to see. We're definitely deep diving once we know the matchups. I think I'm gonna go with uh. Well, yeah. The matchups might change, but not much. They shouldn't change too much. Um, really, in the East, it's up to Atlanta, Miami, and Boston to see who drops to the seventh seed. Uh, and then it's up to Charlotte, Indiana, Washington to get that eighth seed. So, DC, come on. I need you to sneak in there. Russ has been on fire. Yes, yeah. And it, it freaks me out because they're getting swept off of that rust fire in the first round. But I'm, I'll still be happy for them to get in there. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. Russ is just flying. I, you know, from what I've seen, and I haven't watched full games, mm-hmm. but he's just, like, flying full time. Yeah, he is. I love that. Well, why, like, you, you're not a good IQ player. Don't think too much. Yep. And when yeah. he does that, when he just attacks and Gafford eats off of him, a lot of the wings feed off of him. Yeah. They're they're in good shape. Gafford is great. <laughs> he is great, yeah. man. Hell yeah. He he's like a perfect, you know, big to play with good guards. Yeah. Like he would be fire in San Antonio right now. Oh yeah, for sure. That's would, all they would need. Exactly. They just need an athlete that works hard. 
And Rui Pirtle's is stepping got up. The, Pirtle works hard, but he's just not an athlete. <laughs> exactly. He works hard, but he has to work harder than Gafford would because of Gafford's athletic. Exactly. exactly. Uh, Rui is stepping up, stepping into his own, dunking on people. Yes. That dunk on AD, I mean, it won't get dunk of the year, but it'll be underrated for dunk of the year. It should be in the running. I'll give you a, a really great dunk. Clarkson snuck it in there the other day. Did you yeah. see his highlight? Yeah, yeah. With the, he was playing with it and spun off. Yeah, he came from nice the left though. side. and. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was nice. That was real nice, yeah. yeah. Uh, where's Julius Randle on your MVP uh, ladder? He's third. Third? Uh, I, I, he's fourth. I'd give Steph third, I suppose. Okay. Yeah. Jokic, <clears throat> Embiid, Steph, Randall. Yeah. 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 That's that's probably how I would have it, too. Yeah, I, I may give him third over Steph. But uh, only because of the team. Only because of the, the record, where they are. Yeah. Next week, we could talk about some of the other teams. Like, I want to talk about Utah. It's been a minute since we talked about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the other teams that are have been a little quiet coming into the playoffs. Yep. What, uh, <laughs> who got, who's getting most improved to you? Boucher, even, even though he got hurt, I think he played enough. Okay. I, I think I, I, I just can't think of anybody like Randall. I know a lot of people are saying Randall. Yeah. But he did this in New Orleans. <laughs> it was yeah. it was like a it was obviously the role was smaller, sixth man. Mm-hmm. But he was a lot of the skill stuff he's doing, the perimeter stuff. He was doing that in New Orleans. And he, I mean, he did this last year. So yeah, yeah he, I'm not surprised by it. like this isn't like a most improved like clear cut, you know, jump to me. Yeah, me me either. It's and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that Detroit's record is trash because I still Grant is still up there for me. But again, like you said, Randall is getting the praise. Boucher, you know, is on a much better team. But Grant, I mean, he's still into the year averaging twenty three points a game. And you know what was he last year? Maybe twelve. Probably, I don't yeah. know. Um, it's the real the tough question for me. Uh, who is rookie of the year to you? Uh, Edwards, I'd go Edwards. You see, I didn't want to take him because, like, Halliburton's impact was a lot more yeah. for for Sacramento. But yeah. he just had like a, a a number of explosive games in the second half of the year, mm-hmm. and just really showing his bag as like a top like an elite wing. You're just saying Edwards? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, to me, he like he's like stole it very, very suddenly over the last like month. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. He he looks like the best. He's playing like the best rookie. So that's yeah. why I would give it to him. Halliburton, if Sacramento wasn't awful, Halliburton would definitely win it. But they just like I don't know if there's anybody better at Luke finding a way to lose games in Sacramento. Is Luke Walton still coaching them? Yes. 
Luke gotta let it go, man. Buddy Healed, by the way, I watched them. Uh, what did I watch them like Thursday, Friday? But they, uh, Buddy Healed, has no respect for Luke Walton. Yeah, he hasn't respected him since he went crazy that game and demanded money yes. in practice on the court. Like he didn't go to the office. He didn't call a meeting. Meeting. He said, "I want my money." Like who does yeah. that? No one has yeah. ever never seen anyone do that and he's in such a weird spot in sacramento the lakers that's the game the laker game is what i watched Mm -hmm. yeah uh, friday night but yeah dude he like he's he comes in as a sixth man he's Mm -hmm. a black hole yeah he like literally takes everything he touches like he was one for 11 at one point he throws up an air ball and Luke Walton calls a timeout because he's like, yo, like, that was a trash shot. What mm-hmm. are you doing? And he's laughing in his face. Literally walking into the huddle laughing that he's one for 12. That's terrible, man. I was like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah, that's not good. That is not good. Uh, all right. Um, I think I'm ready to transition. Oh, real quick. Uh, Canelo Alvarez fights this week. He fights Billy Joe Saunders. Uh, I'm not sure for what belt. Canelo has too many belts for me to remember. Uh, you have any thoughts about Mayweather and Logan Paul? I just... Mayweather needs to just knock him out. No fucking nonsense. No, like, let's put on a show. Knock him the fuck out. You know he's gonna put on a show though. He did it with McGregor. He could have knocked McGregor out in the second round. But easily. McGregor's McGregor is you know he's a fighter from another style of fighting. Like that's different. Yeah. This is this is a fucking internet celebrity coming into the sport as if I could walk into the sport and generate like more attention than the actual athletes of the sport. Right. I mean, and the thing is, they're killing boxing right now. Yeah, because I was gonna say, and the thing is, he's not fighting in boxing. And that's what a lot of people don't know. Like, he's not fighting in the federation of boxing. He's just asking guys to fight. He's just yes. paying guys to fight. And, so and they're they're just creating this precedent of like, like a celebrity versus celebrity fight is more interesting to people in game. You know garners more income than an actual professional boxing match yeah it does for for people at his level uh like what was the guy jake fought ben askren yeah bob askren i mean he probably has never made that much money as he made that night no never but the problem the problem is if it's jake paul fighting other like what youtubers or internet people whatever yeah that's fine. That could be its own thing. Mm-hmm. But you're you're mixing the two now. Are, are like, they, that's where the disaster is to me. Are they? Because the, they're well, the only thing tr- is, they're trying to. They are trying to. And the thing is, a lot of people who don't like don't follow Mayweather that much will probably think like he's still considered a fighter. But Mayweather like retired very uh loud loudly retired like to like 
It wasn't like a question if Mayweather was still going to fight. Like, he made it right. pretty clear he it was It wasn't done. like a Pacquiao. Right. Like, yeah, and Pacquiao, like, still fights, real fights here and there. Mayweather made it clear he was done fighting in WBO, WBC. He vacated his belts. So it's like, this fight means absolutely nothing for his career, his climb. Now, if he fought Pacquiao, it would affect Pacquiao because Pacquiao is actually climbing. Yeah. Currently climbing to get titles. But Mayweather's just sitting at home, chilling. So. Uh, but, like, and, they just just end this, like, trend. Like, Jake Paul can't face a real boxer in a year and, like, look decent. Right. That can't happen. That's, that's going to kill the sport. It is. And Mayweather doesn't care. Mayweather, I, I guarantee you Mayweather's going to make him look great. At least for the first half of the fight, first three rounds. I mean, uh, maybe he's gonna take a couple punches. Oh, he's gonna fall out. Like, <laughs> like even the. I hope not. He don't is. go, dude, Don't go fifty and zero or fifty one and zero to fucking to like make people question it with this. Maybe he's gonna look really serious and he's gonna take random punches that shouldn't land. No. I know people give McGregor credit for, you know, what he did. Looked like he landed some punches on Mayweather. He, Mayweather, if Mayweather wanted to not let McGregor land a punch, he didn't have to let McGregor land a punch. And don't let, all right, whatever. You shouldn't be letting Logan Paul land punches. I don't care how much money it's bringing in. I agree with you, but he's going to. I. The thing is, until either of them fight someone who can't be bought or until either of them go ahead and jump into the WBO and start actually trying to get belts instead of just triller belts I'm not watching it I'm not watching any of them I'll watch the YouTube, the recap or whatever but I'm not paying to see someone fight that has no value on their career him beating up KSI and um, the other guy I mean him just fighting them actually KSI beat him them just fighting yeah. people? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, but that's where it should stay. I agree. Like, the fact that it got to this point, like, the fact that he took this challenge pisses me off. But this is the thing. Mayweather is probably, he probably got offered equity in Triller. He probably got offered a percentage of every fight they do for, for the sure. next five years. Uh, he, I'm sure he got the large percentage of this. But this is the thing. They take the... I think I said this last time. They'll take a certain cut and take the fame that comes with the rest of it. Because he'll do appearances off this fight for two years. Yeah. Two years from now, they'll still be asking him something about Mayweather. They, well, for Mayweather, they don't call him Money Man for nothing. Right. Yeah. So. They probably submit... Mayweather, come in. Let's you know you'll probably get eight million off of this. Give me one. Give me two million, and I'm good. We'll call it a day. I'll yeah. just take. I'll take whatever else comes after that. So, yeah, man. Mayweather, he's on the verge of sellout. Uh, the sellout area, sellout territory. But I hope he doesn't, man. It, <laughs> hope he just. I hope he just annihilates him, bro. Like, just you know, he called me out. It's over. You won't, man. Him, him posting on Instagram. This is for bragging rights. Instantly tells me what what he's gonna be on in the ring. 
But like Askren could have. I can't believe Askren like just got knocked. He could have. Why would he put on a show? Did you see the clips of Askren like getting just annihilated in UFC and just eating it? Yeah. But here, one hit, he's out. Like we couldn't get a show with this. <laughs> that's what. That's what kills yeah. me. Is like he he's trying to make Jake look respectable. Mm-hmm. And and again, just somebody just needs to shut it down. But the thing is, the other thing that's kind of corny. How old are they, Jake and Logan? They're both in their twenties. Our age, like mid twenties, maybe late twenties. There's fighters that start professional boxing at sixteen. So them fighting Triller tells me that they're not that serious because if they wanted to go to WBO, it's not hard. Yeah. I mean, Canelo was fighting in WBO at fifteen. So it's like if they really wanted to fight real boxers, they could fight real boxers. It's not like you don't have to be that experienced of a fighter. Uh, you know, and like I said, Canelo did it. He had no amateur careers. His first fight ever was at 15 in professional boxing. So they don't have to like fight a bunch of people and win fights before they're like qualified to fight real fighters. Like you said, the route, the route they're taking exposes them for not really taking the sport seriously. Exactly. And they probably do have a contract with Triller to fight idiots for <laughs> for however long so i get yeah. that but eventually you know what what are we gonna call this 10 years from now right so celebrity death match just you know all right let's get into the music man good music came out right wrong. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm raw. laughs> <laughs> nah, let, there was some good music. Let's let's yeah, knock out the good music real quick. Uh, yeah, Corday gave us a little sneak preview of the album. Yep, very good, very good uh, pack. Yeah, I I enjoyed it a lot, man. What were your thoughts? He's good, man. He's really really good. It, and you know we talk about sports on here all day, so he's like he's a talented young dude. Like he he looks like someone who in three years would be leading the league in scoring like talent wise you know what i mean yeah he's uh i'll make a basketball comparison like not not as overall players but sometimes you watch uh like jason tatum and devin booker yeah and the way they get buckets is just like like just nice to watch yep that's that's how he raps to me yeah Yep. Like it's just super like polished. He, he clearly he works on it. Yeah. His his game gets better every year. Yep. Uh and this was a nice preview. Like I thought the production on all four songs was pretty subtle. Yeah, me too. Yep. And, and the Young Thug track was like a little a little more of a hype track, which was cool. Mhm. Uh but it's his rapping carries the tracks. Yeah. They let him I, shine for sure. Yes, and that's one thing I loved about his album. So, <clears throat> like, the fact that he's staying true to that and we're going to get more of that on the second album, I'm ready. I want some bigger features on the second album. I, I want to hear him... I want to hear him compete against, you know, against these big guys, these big names. I want to hear him and Kendrick. I want to hear him in... Uh, 
Yeah, I mean his his album had good features though, man. It did, it did. I'm I'm not you know I'm not disrespecting Pusha T and uh, Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla Sign, um, Chance was good on there. I'm not disrespecting them, but I want to hear. You know, I I want to hear that passing of the torch record. I, it doesn't have to be that. Like it doesn't have to really mean that. But I want to hear that moment where he's like, man, he could rap with these guys like yeah. i already think he's better than chance and um i think he's probably not a hot take at all <laughs> honestly i think he might be better than meek that might be a hot take might not to me <laughs> <laughs> for some people that's a hot take i think he's you know right. I think those people don't they don't listen to the same music i do i can tell you that he's more versatile than push a t but everyone else on there he's better than them I want, I want someone that, when I look at the track list, I want to say, man, uh, I don't know who shines on this uh, this song. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It's just, I, I'm I'm ca- careful with my expectations because the first album was so good. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't mind if the second album isn't as good. Yeah. But I need, I need you know, a, several tracks where, like, I see what you're saying. Yes, yes. You know yes. what I mean? Where, like, this guy's capable of taking the torch. Absolutely. Yep. I think he could do it. I do, too. I'm confident. <clears throat> All right. Uh, money bag. I mean, I really... This is, like, again, if you know the artist, you know what you're getting here. Yeah, it's self-explanatory. The and beats are hard. The lyrics yeah. are hard. And he, he actually made me nervous. I remember after his last album, he was talking about like making an R&B album or something like that. And I was yeah. like, like I don't know like if this that's the way you want to go. Right. And what's interesting on this is a lot of the lyrics are a little more R&B oriented. Mm-hmm. And the features. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's he taps into that pretty well throughout the album. And yep. the fact that he manages to put out 22 tracks that don't drag. Yeah. Because a lot of them are like two, maybe two minutes, maybe a little over three minutes. Yeah, some. Uh, but the, <laughs> a lot of them are less than two minutes. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. the pace of this album is really good. Yep, it is. It is very solid. I don't have anything else to add. Yeah. Good, good project. More female. I would like him to work with more female artists. Me too. Me too. I think I think he's he could be on a verge of a classic if he gets like four or five female features on an album. Yeah, and it, and lets them like really, you know, sometimes, sometimes guys like him they'll have a female on the track and they just do the hook and that's it. Like, yeah, sound like they just sent him a ten second hook yeah. and they didn't actually do anything. If they get if he gets some people to have, you know, their own verse, maybe a little bridge worth of stuff. Yes, yeah, he, facts. He could do a lot. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. So the big hyped anticipated release uh Khaled Khaled by DJ Khaled has c- come out. Yeah. I wasn't expecting this. I'll say right off the bat. Uh I wasn't I wasn't either. Yeah. I I, I would would have thought we would have gotten another single since Greece before the album. <laughs> A lot of his albums surprise me just because I don't ex- like I'm not really looking for them. Right. He somehow he doesn't put out that much like the pace with which he drops albums is pretty standard. Yeah, every other year or so. 
Yeah, he'll do maybe he'll do like a you know two years in a row he'll drop something and they'll take a year off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's you know usually a year in between. And you, but usually in the year he lets a single ride, like pop yeah. star. Like yeah, yeah. And but he somehow manages to to make me like like almost like I'm hearing too much of him. Get into it, man. Tell me about it. <laughs> this album, this album shocked me. I'm gonna just say it right off the bat. Okay. I I liked Father of Assad a lot. A lot. I liked it. Yeah. I didn't Remember, like it a lot, but I liked it. I I love. I thought his chemistry with all the artists was like probably some of the best he's ever had at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it, I like that because normally that's what I'm missing in his albums. Yeah. Is like that co- consistent cohesiveness. Yeah, that that project was the best uh, artists on paper that still sounded good. Because yes. like there's times where, you know, I think one time he had like Chris, Keisha, Cole, uh, and like some a bunch of other people on a record, and I was like, man, this there's a lot of great artists on this record, and then the. It didn't sound good at all. Forgettable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I'll say even I like two of his last three albums. I like Major Key a lot as well. I think Major Key is probably his best album. That's in fair. My opinion, it the is. one in between sucked. I think Grateful. Uh, yeah, Grateful. The one with the one with Wild uh, Wild Thoughts, I believe. Yep, that one's really uh, solid. That song is solid, but that album I didn't like at all. Uh, I'm uh, I'm the one was on there. <laughs> okay, two for what? Like eighteen? There's a lot of tracks. I remember. I like I liked a couple of those tracks. I didn't no, it was a ton of tracks. I didn't like all the way down to track twenty one or twenty three, whatever. Yeah, that, that yeah. I think that was the biggest issue. Is the too long? Mm-hmm. I'll say uh, this album isn't too long. I'll give it that. Yeah. But this was um I'm trying to think of like how I could frame my first impression. Uh messy, lazy, kind of random. Mhm. I I those are three good adjectives to start with. <laughs> what was your first what was your first listen, the moment, what was the first thought you had when you finished this album for the first time? Because uh, I couldn't really frame right my word. I couldn't really frame my thoughts When I heard it the first time mm-hmm. Like I, I was I had a lot of mixed feelings On pretty much every song Yeah uh, But what did you think? Uh, not manufactured but like, I like a, where you're going. Like, kind of like the best way to say, uh, fake, in like a technical term. It yes. felt like it was very, um, like he was trying to force me to feel something that I didn't feel. Like th- this is the first time to <clears throat> me, I felt like he was trying to force anthems. Like in the past, he would make anthems, right? All I do is win. Um, uh, I'm on one. Uh, no new friends. You, you know these had these were anthems, but they were organic. 
And this one was just like very cheap. A very cheap version of like, I'm going to force you to think this is an anthem. And I, I, I didn't think any of them were anthems. And then here he comes with these, these samples, man. They were, all the samples were so garbage. The Heart of the he City them, sample. Dude, that intro. Let me just deep dive this intro before we get into the rest. So, you know, I, I'm excited for this album. Haven't, you know, didn't know it was coming. First track, Lil Wayne, Jeremiah, I'm on board. I like it. Yeah. It comes in, you know, five seconds in, I'm like, okay, Heart of the City sample. Eh, I didn't need it, but it's an intro. I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Heart of the City sample, let's let's let Jeremiah rap. <laughs> let's let Jeremiah let rap for, like, th- like two minutes. Yeah, let's save Wayne for the last 45 seconds of the song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's let Jeremiah rap for way too long. Yeah, I got hella rappers on this album, but on the Heart of the City beat, I'll let Jeremiah carry that one. Right. Great, great idea, producer. You rocked it. <laughs> and then and then Lil Wade comes in. I'm like, all right, thank you. Like, this is who I want to hear on this beat. The beat cuts out? What? The beat cuts out, and, and Lil Wayne, credit to him, great rapper, Hall of Famer, you know, he carries it still. Yeah, he does. And the beat but that I, he ends up being on is trash. Yes, I'm it. waiting for three minutes for Lil Wayne to get on this beat. Yeah. And I never got that. Right. Dude, this intro infuriated me. Five minutes and 40 seconds? Yeah. Of Jeremiah singing, like, the most basic hook he could come up with? Yeah. And this was this the hook of this intro is a perfect representation of every other hook on this album. Yeah. M- mediocre, forgettable. Yeah. L- like you said, basic, like fake, forced. <clears throat> forced. Oh my god. Not a single hook impressed me on here. Not one. And there was you know, there were some good ones. I I'm not going to be a total hater. J- Justin Timberlake had a nice hook. I thought uh, I can have it all. The next track, nice hook, mm-hmm. but n- they weren't standouts. No, that was that was a regular song for Justin Timberlake. It was, yeah, and I mean, it's still not one that would sell to me. But it was I don't know what other frustrations basic. did you have? Because a lot of my frustrations are like individual things. Uh, mine are too. To me, mo- mostly it was him. Butchering all the samples, it. Uh, this is one that, like, on paper, it didn't sound good chemistry wise, and it showed on the songs that they weren't good chemistry wise. I didn't like how. I really didn't like how anybody's vocals sounded on here. I mean, including thing. Drake's. I thought. I mean, even the Grease, his vocals on Grease make sense now because none of the vocals are good on here. I used to think the Grease vocals were bad or weird. I hated Grease. And the, the fact that this album reminded me of that song because I forgot about it. It fits. Just an, another... It that's Yeah, that's what irritated me even more, that it fits well on this album. Popstar is clearly the best record on this album by a long shot. I mean, you know, I like a couple tracks. It just... There was... Everybody came in. You know what everybody's performances sound like to me on here? What? You know when you have the group project and 
you could just do it like in the most basic, simple way, just turn it in and get like a C or B. And everybody's like, like, we're good. Yeah. Like this was the bare minimum effort to get that <laughs> C or B and Khaled like, you know, colored it and painted it in every way to make it look like an A. Yeah. And it's to maybe casuals it's not obvious, but to to the two of us it's obvious. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like how is Cardi B how does Cardi B sound like the best rapper on this album? Can you explain that to me? I could <laughs> I can name Hall of Famer legends on here. Yeah, because her song is the only song that sounded like it was for her. Like, that yes. beat is her beat. And it was thrown in late in the album from the stories about it. Oh, okay. Like, he literally made made the song just so he she can hop on the album, like, last second. Which, you know, smart move. Thank, he, knows the, he knows the industry. Thank goodness. But, my God, she... The fact that you, Lil Baby and, and Lil Durk, eh, you know... I'll, because Lil Baby's popular, I'll throw him on every other track. I hated that record, by the way. I, I hated Lil Baby bored me every track he was on. I could the first listen, I couldn't understand what either of them were saying. And he's, he tells him to, in the first every chance I get, he's like, "Keep going." I'm like, "No, no, no, Lil Dirk, you gotta fix this." Yeah, it wasn't good. <sighs> My God, bro, Nas and Jay Z. Can we can we wake up to to put out the verse or no? That was a snooze fest. A complete snooze. You how do you get Nas and Jay Z and you don't get them to wake up? James Fontelroy has like three good songs and he smoked them on that that song. Like when I saw he's by far James the best sounding on there. Yes, and when I saw that he was on there, I'm like, like James Fontelroy has so many classics with so many top tier rap artists. Yeah. And and you just you sleep both of them just sleep through it. Nas with the with like the crypto uh, monster or whatever he said crypto was King. so corny. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I was like Nas, that's not like cool. Yeah, Jay Z with the Beyonce shout out threw off threw away the whole verse. Yeah, it just it was awful. It was bad. I mean, this this is my year. A Boogie, really? I don't hear you for, what, a year? And this is the first hook I get? That song was trash. Not that any of them sounded bad. The song was just trash. Like, it was just nothing good about it. Big Sean... Everybody's verse was weak. Yeah, it was weak. And Rick Ross, I mean... How many songs Rick Ross and Big Sean have together? A lot. But Rick Ross is like repeating the same lines I hear every album from him. Yeah. Like, again, there's no effort here. Justin Timberlake is the only one that seems to care about this album. Yeah. Justin Timberlake, like the, the blessing that he provided with that track, which doesn't fit in this album at all. Yeah. and it's, But it, it carries because it's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. My it, God, it's man. a it's a good like I won't I won't say it's a great song. It for me, it's a good song because it sounds like a song that people who like Justin Timberlake would like. But yeah. it's not a good song on this album. Like I never want to hear one of those songs on Khaled's album. <clears throat> this is like one that you know will probably be on like a like a uh, 
bank loan commercial or something. I mean, there, there was like it's really the hooks are the the main issue I have because a lot of the other stuff is like there's some good aspects to it. Bryson Tiller was MVP on that on this album, as far as I'm concerned. Body in Motion was a solid hook. I'll give him that. He's the only one who didn't sound bad. Like, I mean, him and Body in Motion was nice, and his little part in I Can Have It All, they could have left it out, but it still sounded good. And then they wasted that. They wasted both of them, really. I mean, both of the Her features were wasted. I mean, like, okay, I like... just disgusting. I like Migos as a feature, just hopping on one verse and, like, really quickly knocking it out. Yeah. But, dude... Her is a great artist. I don't need your fucking ad libs on her hook. Why would they touch her vocals? Why? I don't. I, I don't know. Khaled wants to produce. Her's vocals are flawless. Thank what do you. you. Need to, what do you need to change? He put auto tune and reverb and, like I said, put Garage Band plugins on her's voice. Why? She just won a Grammy. I mean, and. Miko sounded cool, but again, man, with the the, the beats, man. <laughs> uh, I just, I this was a letdown, man. This is a huge. I think on the surface, this isn't a bad album. I think it's like a it, in a crowd, in like it's a social setting, these tracks will vibe pretty easily. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm trying to give it some, you know, some is, fairness, but the thing is, one thing about him and the and flipping beats, are you gonna pick going crazy over they know the original? No, exactly. So I wouldn't. As soon as I hear, I'm like, what is this? If I heard this in like, <laughs> if I heard this and I didn't know Khaled did that. I'd be like, yo, what are you doing? Where did you get this from? I would think like it was a bootleg. A lot of these songs sound like bootlegs. Yeah. Like um, a DJ mixed them over a different beat. Mixed like a verse that someone already did. Justin Bieber and 21 Savage. Good God. I, I like 21's verse. But them together just sounded terrible. It's, again, 21's fucking up the hook with his ad-libs. Like, Timber... Like, this is Justin's game. Yeah. It, he's He knocks out practically every hook he's on. I don't need to hear you. All of Khaled's, uh, everything he's done for Khaled has been great. Been hits. Yeah, for sure. So many, dude, they're like a guaranteed hit. And listen, man. I know Post Malone is supposed to be like a rock star and a rocker and everything. Don't use Layla on a hip-hop song ever again. Please. Eric Clapton over hip-hop? Why? They made that so generic. It was terrible, dude. All, you, you know what this sounds like? It sounds like one of the movies, like a Fast and Furious uh, soundtrack. Like they just needed a bunch of fire artists. And this is yeah. stuff like if something was happening, like a nice visual was happening, I probably would... Like, I probably would be able to get with the music. But when yeah. I'm sitting in, in my room, listening, sitting in the car, I 
I couldn't stomach it, man. I really couldn't. And the thing is, unfortunately, if, like, the Justin Bieber, I mean, I'm sorry, the Justin Timberlake song came out by itself, I, would, I probably wouldn't think it's good, but since it's on here, it just, it just, it didn't help me. Because after that, Oh, I was it like, doesn't you know save what? the album at all. After that, I was like, okay, well, I got Bryson Tiller coming up, uh, her and Meek Mill, that sounds cool. That wasn't good. Meek's verse was whack. Uh, yeah, Meek. I ain't forget Meek's trash ass Kobe line. Yeah, I'm I'm good on him. And he, yeah, him coming back off that to put out this shit. I didn't need this at all. Yeah, could have let Bryson go longer. This is a flop. This album's a flop. Oh, a <laughs> hundred. That's a, a for sure. Yeah, he he's gonna lose money on that one for sure. I just. I'm just shocked how basic, like Body in Motion was like, like a layup. Yeah. Like such a basic layup. Like you, you got a 40 inch vertical with these artists and you lay it up. Yeah. So many of these, the, the post the I did it, obviously, God, like, why are you sampling everything? I have no idea. You can afford all these artists. Afford someone to make a real beat. I'm not. I don't want to hear sir. you looping the intro of Layla over and over again with Post Malone giving me a hook that doesn't even really sound like him. Could have sound like someone who's pretending to be Post Malone. It's, yeah. And, it's, and then why throw in the last track? Why even have that? He always has to put Buju Banton on his albums. Leave Buju but alone. It, it would sound. It was. It's honestly the placement of that song I hated. He, uh, but they're always at the end. Even the last one he had. Um, on this one though, it just it just made an already stiff and uh, a rhythmless album like did. that much more rhythmless. It did. It did. Buju closed the last one, and then who closed the one before that? It was. Oh, Belly and Movado. Oh, yeah, Movado. That song was actually underrated. Yeah, man. This last song. I just didn't... It just didn't fit at all. No, it didn't. It didn't. And it could have helped the pacing if it was in the middle to kind of pick up the slack for some of the the more generic stuff. And I wouldn't... I wouldn't have mind... I wouldn't have minded him having more, like, lesser-known artists like that on this album. Yeah. Like the last track, I mean, and I I also wouldn't mind him not repeating artists on the same album, like having. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't used to do that. Like maybe one guy would pop up twice, but it would be someone like, like Wayne. It would be someone yes. like big like that. It wouldn't yes. be her, or Bryson or little baby, little baby, right? It wouldn't be someone like that. Um. You you summed it up best, uh, and this will we'll close it out on this. Pop star is the best song on here, and if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know about this album, then you know I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, man. It made this album made me hate Pop Star more because it was the best song on here. <laughs> what do you mean hate it more? You don't like Pop Star already? No, 
I mean, not that I don't like it. I just think it's like one of lesser Drake hits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Uh, and the fact that it's like this album is extending its life. Like, I, I was good on it. I'd heard it enough. Yeah, I got you. I agree. I agree with that for sure. Yeah. This album's going to look so weak if Popstar is what's playing from it. You know it is. Popstar and the, um, and the Cardi B song. Those two yeah, are I mean, They'll probably play the Justin track, too. Somebody will. Uh, but just... I don't know, man. Drake's been... Drake's carried him on the last... Well, I won't say the last one, because he wasn't on Father of Assad. Right? Yeah, he, he didn't carry him on Major Key. He gave him the, the classic... What yeah, he didn't need called? to. For free? What was yes, for free. That... That's the best song in the album still, but he didn't have to. He didn't carry it, cause he had nah, J yeah. Cole on there. The Nas album done was that big. was don't don't play yourself right. Uh, With yeah, Fab, yeah, yeah, Fab yeah, Fab and them. Yeah, yeah. That that is what they tried to copy with "This Is My Year," and I mean, my God, it's like a toddler versus a grown man rapping. Yeah. He even snuck Megan Trainer on this album and it was better than Yes. Yeah. This Major Key is a classic, actually. Now that I think about it and I look at the at that. track list. That like first that first sixty percent, first sixty, seventy percent of it is pure fire. Yeah. I got the keys for free, Nas album done, holy key, Jermaine's interlude, I'm gonna be See, all like, right. Future Future's a good artist to throw in twice. Yeah, he is. He is. Because he has versatility. You can put him on a slow record or a fast record. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, generally Rick is pretty good twice if you if you have to. But he's still not, like, my go-to to put it twice. Yeah. That Taurus, Wayne, and Travis Scott song was underwhelming for me. Kind of disappointing. Yeah, but it wasn't, it was a, like a, it was a good filler track. It was, yeah, yeah. That's what this whole album is, is filler tracks. Yep. Yeah, man. Khaled, Khaled. <laughs> Khaled, Khaled. And that's the young son's name is Khaled, Khaled? Is that right? No, I think Assad. Isn't Assad? Assad's the younger one? Oh, I don't know about his other one. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. But. All right, man. You got anything else? You didn't watch no, without been, remorse. Yeah, I'm getting that for next week though, for sure. Great. Great. Uh let's see what else. Um Falcon and Winter Soldier we talked about. Uh, you did you see Marvel's uh trailer for like the next phase? No, but I saw some of the names. The the, the titles. Movie names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Looks cool. Yeah. I'm excited. Um See what they do with that. Black Widow's going to be the, the key because they need to start it off right. Yeah. Especially with how hungry people are going to be to like get back in the, the blockbuster like theater movie feel. Yep. Like Fast and Furious is real. Like Fast and Furious is setting up to just make an insane amount of money. Oh, yeah. They're going to. <laughs> My God. If they like really open up theaters too by that point. Yeah. Quick billion. They're gonna take my money. I know that. Facts <laughs> for sure. Facts. Um. 
uh, what did you just said? Uh, Marvel. The yeah, Loki Black trailer, Boy. the Loki show comes out right soon. Definitely gonna be watching that. Oh, I was gonna say Black Widow has to be is really important too because it's one of the movies that will be passing the torch for whoever kind of maintains that uh, that like role that Black Widow had, I guess. Yeah. So we're gonna see. I mean, it- what the fate of that is as far as passing the torch they started off right with anthony mackie i'll just say that for sure yeah so they can keep that going man yeah yeah yep rest in peace stan lee real quick since we've been talking about that yeah uh i guess that's it man we'll be back we'll get out of here we'll be back next week as usual um Talk about without remorse and uh, playoffs. I'm ready for these. I'm ready for these NBA playoffs, man. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Big time. Big I time. can't wait for some of these teams to get exposed. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. All right, and we'll see you guys next time. Subscribe, follow, do all that stuff. Later. <laughs>